Hi, everybody, and welcome to the 200th Fireside Chat. Wow. Oh, oh. Well, it lasted for when it... Oh, <laughs> do I blow them out? Yes. Here. That is a big... This is a big deal. Happy birthday to us. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd get all three. Folks, you don't, you don't realize when we did this in the beginning, we didn't know it would go to number two let alone 200 and and now i got i got so much to tell you and we have the ceo of prager u as my guest this is actually a big deal first of all let me do the uh the the requested okay. thing okay okay excellent <laughs> megan's arm is now making an appearance all right so i'm dennis prager welcome to the fireside chat number 200 i always tell the number or i don't know if i not always i began maybe at 100 this is a very big deal to me because we reach so many people uh, every week and I haven't missed a week in the, I think in the, the 200, even if I've gone to other places, as in this case, I just came back from Hungary and uh, Slovakia and Czech Republic, which I'll talk about another time is a very big deal meeting people who watch the fireside chat in Eastern Europe. So, by the way, to those of you in Hungary, Czech Republic, and Slovakia, a special hello, knowing that you watch, and I know when people watch when they mention Otto, then, then I know it's for real. Some even mention Snoopy, which is mind-boggling. So, this is a chance to talk to you about what is on my mind. It's completely spontaneous, and then take your questions from literally all over the world, and thank you for watching. My guest today is a woman who makes this all possible. I don't exaggerate when I say that. The CEO of PragerU. I, I'm going to say something very serious before we start, Marissa. She's Marissa Streit. And I have always debated the question, how much does God intervene in our lives? I'm a very big believer in God, but I... I I don't know if you can know when God intervenes in your life. People say it, and they may be right. But I'm very, very, very rational. That's why my Bible commentary is called the Rational Bible. And so I, I don't know when something happens, did God intervene or not. But I can say this. If God did intervene in sending Marissa to me, it sounds very reasonable. It's a good assumption. I can't say it for sure. I don't know God's mind, but it's as pretty as close as you can get. Uh, I, I don't want to embarrass you by just throwing accolades at you, but you know how I value you, how everybody at PragerU does. So let me let me explain something. On the day-to-day -day operation of this enormous operation, with a billion plus views a year, with 85 employees and growing constantly, to have basically one person overseeing that, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a staggering operation. I gotta believe though, Marissa, that, and, and you know, I, I am in effect putting words in your mouth, but I'll, I'll risk it, that you feel similarly that God sent us to you. I feel, First of all, I feel the same way about you personally. You changed my life. I've said this to you before, um, but I'd love to take the opportunity to say it again. First of all, happy birthday. We just celebrated your birthday. Uh, you have been one of the greatest gifts to me. You made me a better wife, a better parent. Uh, you know, growing PragerU alongside with you has been one of the greatest pleasures of my life. One of the greatest challenges of my life, but you know, no pain, no gain, and certainly running PragerU has been unbelievable gain. And uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about the history of PragerU and some of the things that we've gone through together. And it, it, I have no question that God has played a role in in us building PragerU because the miracles that we've experienced yeah. are are really God sent. So well, so I, I pretty much assumed that you and you're like me you're very rational so it, it's not something you say often oh god did god mm -hmm. did so i, I want to make that clear to, to, to everybody there mm -hmm. anyway putting god aside for a moment so let's reminisce a little because you will have better memories about this than i for whatever reason i, I, I 
I'm a man, and I don't remember as much as a woman. <laughs> and does, I'm a so. woman. I remember every yes. annoying detail. <laughs> okay, there you go. Perfect. Didn't you and I meet at a meeting of another group? Yes. The first time we met. So in my former career, first I was an educator. And after I was an educator, I ran a, a group called the IAC. And you were one of the speakers there. And I had no idea who you were. I heard you speak. I thought you were brilliant. And then I didn't make much of it until a mutual friend of ours approached me and asked me if I, you know, one of those typical, do you happen to know someone we're looking to hire? Someone who has a background in nonprofit management, uh, someone who understands the digital space very well, and somebody who understands education. And so his name was Roger. Uh, and then my response to Roger was, well, those are a whole bunch of random sets of skills that I'm not sure I know anybody but myself. Um, and I do know who Dennis Prager is, and I'd love the opportunity to meet with, with, with Dennis Prager and, and Alan Estrin, the producer of, uh, of your radio show. And then I, Alan did tell me that the reason you hired me was because both of you thought that I was the only person who was not intimidated by the idea of building PragerU, but also working with you. Oh, I didn't remember that. Alan would say that. Well, you're certainly not intimidated, thank God. But I'm not that intimidating. I mean, no. But that's a separate issue. I understand. If you only know me from afar, it might might be. So I remember meeting you and being struck by you. And I remember saying, are you married? Right? Didn't I ask you that? I think so. Because yeah. I, I ask every young man and woman I meet anywhere in the world if they're married, because I want them to get married. So I remember that, and then I thought, you're not. Hmm. I'm, uh, I'm going to look, I'm going to look, and it shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, you're brilliant and beautiful. It's not a, not a bad combination. And by the way, pretty easy to get along with. You're a really demanding, thank God, employer, but you are easy to get along with. Anyway, then you soon did meet your husband, right? Well, we were dating. So at the time that you asked me whether I was married or not, oh, we were dating. Oh, I didn't dating. realize that. I didn't um, know that even. But we actually, know. Noah and I, so we're celebrating PragerU's 10th year anniversary this right. year. Yeah. Uh, and Noah and I are celebrating our 10th year anniversary. So I'm right. So the timing, yeah. the timing is okay. Yeah. By the way, just for the record, her husband is a terrific human being. I, I really adore him. And yeah. you know I do. Yeah. And I think he knows I do. Yeah. He's, he's a very special and masculine guy. You know, there was a conversation that we had earlier. Hold on. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, you know well, this why? This is because we're talking about I mushy stuff. I mentioned another male. <laughs> okay. He, he, won't, he won't handle that well. Otto left. This is the second time in a few weeks that Otto was walked out. You know, yeah. I, I was going to tell you, I don't know if you remember us having this conversation when my husband and I were dating, um, where you asked me whether I was dating or I was married. And my answer to you was that I was very serious about dating. I, I'm like, everything I do, I take very seriously. I'm one of those people that just, I don't do things um, lightly. And so when I was single, I dated a lot. I was very specific about what I was looking for. And I remember saying to you that I approached finding my husband the same way as the, I, I put the same investment as I would put in my career. Because the person that you're gonna end up marrying is gonna be the person hopefully you're gonna be with for the rest of your life. And it's gonna have more impact on you than any career than choice anything. you make. That's right. And so I was a very, very serious dater. What? So I'm very curious then, if you would have, give me a list of the three top things you were looking for in a man. Uh, values, generosity, and I really did, I remember saying to myself, I want a man who's gonna treat me like a woman. I remember thinking about that. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I found it to be a turnoff when the male behaved as if he was like a, like a female. Well, because yeah. you're, you're feminine. Yeah. So you want that, I, I said before you said this that Noah's masculine. Yeah. Yeah. A guy picks up about another guy as quickly as a woman does if the guy's masculine. That's one, uh, it's one thing, at least for me, it's an immediate response that, that I have, and Noah does that. How did you meet? We met at a charity. Yeah, well, actually, the long story is 
we, we actually met on a double date where I was dating someone and he was dating somebody else. And I do remember saying to myself, well, that person is a better match for me. And then a few years later, you know, we would say hello to each other because we went on a double date, but I was dating other men, he was dating other women, and finally we were both single. Uh, and at a holiday party, I walked up to him and I said, hi there, can I have a bite of your donut? And then the rest, the rest is history. Well, <laughs> you know, I've heard some great pickup lines, but can, you I, learn from me. Of, can I have a bite of your donut is it, really up there. So... The rest is you have how many kids now? Three. And they're all under what age? My oldest, is, our oldest is eight, uh, our son, and then we have two li two little girls, six and three. God, you you have a very rich life. Thank I do. God. Thank God, I do. You in in every way, I'm I'm very happy for you because we need you badly. So okay, so how did it start at PragerU? Who interviewed you? So. You and Alan interviewed me uh, at a restaurant right by your radio station. We had did lunch. We, did they serve donuts? I, I, you know what? I think I can remember. I, I, my, my memory is so crazy. No, I'm getting imagine being married. Really about the line of you Noah. ordered. Uh, you ordered yeah. a diet coke with seven lemons. Seven. Yeah. They gave me seven. I just for the record, <laughs> folks. I have never asked for seven lemons in my life. If, they, if I had seven, they brought it. Okay. Like, why does he want all these lemons? No, I, I didn't want all those lemons, but, I, yeah. but I'm happy to have them. Anyway, go on. It and kills so, the taste of Diet Coke, yeah. And so then Alan said, can you imagine a classroom the size of 35,000 views? That's what he said. Oh, God, I That's love that. That's how he sold me on PragerU, because he basically said... You're an educator. Right. And how would you like 35,000 How would students? you like to have 35,000 students? And I said, well, that's amazing because as an educator, I've only had maybe 40 students in a class. And I'm, you know. Wow. I love that story. And we were very happy with 35,000. Oh, my God. We, we thought, it, it, my God, 35,000 are watching a video? Yeah. Well, I went down memory lane in participation in uh, anticipation of coming here. And so this was our first Prager University. We used to really go by Prager University. So this is from 2011. Uh, and by the way, we were a total startup. I'm not much of a garage person. So we started in my kitchen and I used to design all this stuff. I just figured it out because that's what you do when you run a startup. And so I did the accounting and, you know, I did the hiring. And I also did, at one point, the, the graphic graphics. design awesome. for the brochures. That's and impressive. so I, I kind of look at it and cringe now. That was our first? This is our first brochure that I made on, I don't know, I think it was like... So how many views does it say we have in our first brochure? So I think we... Does it, does it even list it? Yeah, it does. Uh, so let's see. You remember we did... Um, the bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. Yeah. You want to guess how many were in here? How many viewed it? Yeah, how many how viewed many? it? I have no 55, idea. 55,000. And we we listed that we as get, a major achievement. Yeah, we get now 55,000. Oh, my God. We get 55,000 views an hour, basically, now. If, if, if Craig released the video. There is nothing we put out that gets 55,000 views. Nothing. 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 Unless it's completely shadow banned and we realize that there is a problem. right. right. Yeah, so that's uh, that's fun. I mean, uh, we, we have things with, with 55 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Electoral College. Yes, that's I think right. it's at 60 that's million. That's correct. Yeah. So it's so, just fun. You see the, the old logo. But are we free to tell the story? Talk about God's intervention. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying God did, but it's sure it sounds like it. The jump we made going to graphics from photos. Oh yes, that I think it's is a, okay. I mean, I, I don't know why not. We learned so many. I mean, this is what you do when you start a business yeah, you and you learn so all these lessons. So in the very beginning, the first maybe 30, 40 videos were exactly what you see now: five minutes, some wonderful presenter, and wonderful material, but photos to accompany it. Photos we took from the internet. Because we assumed, and I, I still assume it, frankly, that it's it, 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 when you show something for two seconds, three seconds, 
uh, on an educational video in a nonprofit setting, what, what's what's the problem with going to Google Photos and taking it? Right. Well, the, obviously there are copyright problems. Well, well no, we, that's we didn't realize that, at which the time. we didn't realize. So sure enough, one day we get a note from a lawyer on behalf of someone in Ireland, right? Yes. Who said that's my picture of a dinosaur sign, of which there were probably five hundred exact photos on the internet. Right. How, how how on God's earth this guy knew it was his photo beats me. So our lawyer said, you better take down every, every single, photo. single photo. We actually went out of business for about two weeks. That's right. Nothing was up. If you went to PragerU, you saw nothing. And that's when we decided we had to go to graphics. So Dennis, that was possibly one of the first best things that ever happened to us. Right. And I think one of the lessons I learned, especially if there are young people out there, you sometimes don't realize you think you're going through the worst thing in the whole world. You don't realize what a gift that ends up being later on. I want to honor this guy in Ireland at a banquet. <laughs> Send him flowers because we we decided to rebrand the entire right. uh, the look. We we moved away from the lighthouse model uh, or the oh, logo. The Remember this That's lighthouse right. logo? We moved away from that. We changed. I mean, we hired uh, a firm that helped us design our brand. We learned a whole bunch about branding. And uh, that was what helped us really become viral. That's right. Yeah. It, it was a major, major leap in views, thank, thanks to what seemed like a horrible crisis. You take down everything you've put up. I mean, that, that, was, that was a big deal. But none of us panicked. I remember that. We just calmly said, okay, we got to start over. Yeah. And thank God we did. Yeah. So what what was the beginning like? We were at an office, and how many employees, when you came on, did you have? Well, when we started, we did not have an office. We ran the company out of my house, oh. uh, and I basically had a computer, and we had a few independent contractors. Our first employee uh, was when we realized that we can't use an outside marketing firm and that PragerU in itself needs to not just be a production organization, but needs to be a production and marketing organization. And the philosophy that we had at PragerU was that for every dollar we spend on production, we should spend at least double on marketing because so many people make amazing content, but the problem is nobody sees it. And if you don't market it, what is really the point? And so I used to use this analogy of imagine buying this incredibly luxurious car, but never putting gasoline in it, and mm -hmm. it never leaves the garage. And so that has been our philosophy. So our major hire was really Craig, our chief marketing officer. And when we started moving into that mindset of, you know, really marketing, I would say, market the hell out of it, carpet bomb the internet with PragerU videos. I mean, those were kind of the... Uh, um, statements that were you know, going around. And, and so in the beginning, Craig would actually work from my home and eventually we raised enough funds to rent an office space and then we started getting really serious. Let me play for you the, the question, the video question, uh, because I think it, it is the perfect time to, uh, to, have, uh, to have this posed. My name is Marilyn Upchurch. I am from New Mexico and I'm 21 years old. Congratulations on the 200th episode. Um, my question for you today is, did you ever think that PragerU would get this big and impact so many lives like it has? I have so much to say about that that uh, I, I, will, I will cut it by three quarters because obviously I want you to comment. This really goes to the heart of, of, of my own psychological makeup. I have a chapter in my, uh, in my book on happiness about not having expectations. That has guided a great deal of my happiness. I expect very little from life. It sounds a downer, but you know what an upbeat guy I am. So it's obviously not a downer. It means that every good thing is a pleasant surprise. And I, I walk around in a bath of gratitude.
because I didn't expect anything good to happen. I don't expect bad. I don't have expectations because how can you? you how do I know I won't be hit by a drunk driver tomorrow? I, I, I don't expect to, but I don't expect not to either. It, it's bad things happen to good people. So the answer to, to Marilyn's question is no. If you'd have said to me, if someone would have said to me when we started, Marissa, you know, uh, Dennis, I'll tell you, you guys will have a billion views a year. So I, 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 I would have thought that somebody just trying to make nice talk. What, what are you kidding? I would have said from your mouth to God's ear, ears and have a great day. So you answer the question on your behalf. Uh, well, my answer is also I would never imagine. I mean, I think both of us went into this project with a great deal of humility and just knowing that we have to bring a cure. I mean, you have a cure for for the mindset that America and the world is suffering from. And we just knew that we had to partake in bringing a solution. But I don't think we've ever imagined that we'd get these many followers these many views, but there are other things that people I think don't realize that these amazing benefits of working with PragerU, like the staff, we have close to 80 members of our staff and they're the most incredible people. I never imagined being able to work with such unbelievably passionate, creative, freedom loving, it's like a family. And, and, and virtually everyone really young. Really young, amazing. And I only note that to give people hope. Yeah, I mean, I think it brings a lot of hope, and I, this, these are some of the ripples effects of, of building PragerU, things we didn't realize, or how many times we meet with these donors. I never thought I'd meet so many unbelievable individuals. I mean, right. the people we meet through PragerU, oh. I'm like, are you f for real? Like, are you right. an angel? Like, how, how do you, you know, right. so generous, so That's kind, right. so we caring. Meet angels. That's a great way of putting it. So... We walk around grateful. So grateful. It's it's a high. It's not an ego high. It's it's a it's an idealistic high. But I will tell you, Marissa, to again go into my own nature. I, and and I'm curious. You you don't obviously you don't have to have this. I'm telling you, not like a shrinking violet, but I, I, I don't know what your response will be, but I think, when I think of PragerU, which is, of course, a lot, 90% of the time, or my own life, PragerU and, and or my life, I think of how much I haven't done. So, what's, what about you? I feel like every year we start our year by saying we've, we're just getting started because there's so much more to do. I mean, for 10 years, we didn't do kids content. This past year, we now launched kids content. Now we're making PragerU Kids. It's the PBS kids that's actually good for you, a broccoli for your child's brain. Uh, and so there's so much more we can do. And people ask me all the time, how are we not getting overwhelmed, right? How, how are we doing it all? How are we, you know, how am I doing it as CEO, mother of three, the business and i think what's helping me get through it is this incredible sense of gratitude that i have that you know every moment of my life i'm spending doing something that i feel like is meaningful and something that i enjoy and so it's not that it's all rosy we're obviously dealing with censorship big tech censorship we have this massive issue now with NewsGuard that is making all kinds of claims against us. We have all the issues that every other normal business has plus the sabotaging of of big tech but I think with that, what's helping us get through all of this is A, the results, and B, the immense sense of gratitude that we're doing something uh, so incredibly rewarding. You know, I'm thinking as you're speaking, here are two human beings being human. This would be a great fireside chat for people who have friends or relatives who think PragerU is awful and bad and reactionary and even worse. Watch these two who, who, along with Alan, run the place. And tell me, do they strike you as having a bad agenda? Do they strike you as mean? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm so used to being called every name in the book that it has zero impact. In fact, I, I have to say, I'm actually uh, pleased 
because you can't fight for good things and not be hated. That if everyone who fought for good were loved, we wouldn't have to fight for good, right? There's nothing to fight for. Everybody's good already. So uh, having said that, it is mind-boggling that just decent people, and I, I will say like us, like Alan, like Craig, like, like the whole gang at PragerU, we're bad. We're what people defame regularly. Uh, it, it's how do you react to it? Oh, you're you, oh Prager, you you're haters. <laughs> so I know how I react. How do you react? Well, I learned something really important from you early on, which is don't let the compliments get to my head, mm. and don't let the insults get to my head. No, get to your heart. D get to my heart. And so I'm very focused on truth. And the truth is that we're the tolerant ones. We're the ones who say, oh, you know, I can sit ne next to somebody who may not agree with me. I love testing out my intellectual boundaries. I love talking to somebody who may not agree with me. And so I, I focus on that. And, uh, you know, I think those who judge us and make all kinds of claims against us generally don't get to know us because any, I can guarantee you that any person who actually sits down with you or with me or with Alan will not come out with the conclusion that we're bad people. It's only the people who don't bother getting to know us and want to superimpose all these defamatory terms on us. Those are the people who say poor things about us. And, and the truth is they're the intolerant ones. And, and they never give an example. Pray to you this, pray to you that, pray. Give an example. You know, what is the, uh, oh God, there's, uh, what is the, the, the woman, uh, uh, Commissar, uh, Erica Commissar, is given given the latest PragerU video, and she's a psychiatrist and a psychoanalyst, and and, and what is it about? Is it about uh, parent-child relations? I think. Why would a mean-spirited place put out a, a video on how families can get along better? There, there isn't a shred of political agenda. In so much of what we do, Dr. Stephen Marmer, another psychiatrist, about how to forgive people. Gee, that's a hate group. It's well known that hate groups put out videos on how to forgive people. I'll give you an amazing story. You may remember this. Somebody came out from the New York Times to write a hit piece about us. This is great. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite stories ever. I and so she comes out and she spends the week with us to find out how terrifying, horrible we are. Right. You know, how we're coming after the mind of America's youth and brainwashing them with right wing propaganda, whatever it is she comes in with, spends a week with us. By the end of the week, she turns around and says, I'm actually just like you guys. I agree with you on almost, you know, everything you said. You guys are incredible people. I can't write a hit piece about you. And so she goes back to the New York Times and tries to get her piece published. Right, on the and, front page, no on, less. And the New York Times won't let her do it because she didn't write enough bad things about it. Right. And so she comes back to us and says, well, what can I write that's bad? And then they come up with some tiny little things and it gets, and it, and, uh, it gets publicized. We could use the New York Times pieces, of, which we do as a publicity piece. Yeah. The same thing happened with Mother Jones. Left, major left-wing journals send people to write how bad we are. They meet us, they watch our videos, and nothing happens. I have a picture of, was it Mother Jones? Is that, is that the picture there? They did a big artwork about, about me and, and I think Trump, who has played no role, by the way, in any of our videos. I don't think his name is mentioned right. in any of our videos. Uh, and uh, the truth is to know us is to like us. You don't have to agree with everything we say. But when I don't agree with a lot of the people who make the videos. Alan Dershowitz and I disagree on so many issues, but there are areas where we have agreement. So we have a Harvard law professor named Dershowitz. Give it. He's returned. Yeah. A great moment in, in this fireside chat. I was chat. worried. This is fireside chat number 200. Marissa Streit is the CEO. She is indispensable. It is a very interesting, uh, you don't have to respond to this. You're certainly free to, but 
It is a very, I don't have an answer to this. The, I have heard the phrase, no one is indispensable. I don't know that that's true. I don't think that it's true. Some people are indispensable. It doesn't mean that if they, they leave, the edifice crumbles. But some people are indispensable. It's just a fact. And, and you're, you are indispensable to us. So I just I just thought I would I throw that I, I, I don't I, I don't believe that you, you are replaceable. That doesn't mean obviously if God forbid you were hit by a drunk driver, Prager you would continue, but it, it wouldn't continue the way it is. I mean, you are truly indispensable. So what is it like? I mean, I don't I this is not my field, right? I do other things, which is the beauty. Everyone does what he's good at at Prager you because we're a team. There is not an ego in the group. It is amazing. I love it. As I always said, there are two types of people. Those who want to be stars and those who want to be on an all-star team. My nature has always been I want to be on an all-star team. So what? I have no idea what the answer is. I wouldn't know how to, how to uh, keep 85 human beings. I'm not sure I know right how to thing. do it either. Uh, no, but you do. I mean, I mean... Is it is it a juggling act? I mean, how, is there like daily crisis management? I have no idea. I mean, there is all of that, and there is also running a company during this crazy time in the United States with COVID and all these rules. And and uh, uh, you know, most of our staff is young, and they're straight out of college. Where I hate to say it, but they've learned very little. Um, they've learned they've been given very little skill sets on how to navigate through work. Uh, they may have learned how to study and then pass a test, but anything that requires more than that is something that is really hard on a lot of a lot of the people that, you know, oftentimes will will hire. And so What's amazing about the PragerU staff, those who stay with us, is that they learn very fast and they adapt. Uh, at one point, Glenn Beck came and toured our office and said that he wants to send his staff to boot camp uh, at PragerU so they learn how to work. Um, you know, I think we're all figuring it out together, what it's like. It's, it's really, really intense. That's what it's like. It's a lot of fun. It's very meaningful. But everybody works really hard, including myself. And uh, How do you find yeah. people? Do they apply? Both. We have a recruiter, uh, you know, like many businesses, we'll use a recruiter for higher level positions. And then also people write in all the time. We have, a, you know, on PragerU.com, there is a section where people can just apply. How do you find the graphic artists? Because we get so many compliments on how good they are. And they are. Yeah. Um, same. I mean, they either apply or we do recruiting. So I would assume at this point we get a lot of applications. In the, in the earlier years, it was really hard to find really good talent. And now, oftentimes, it's hard to choose. We have really great right, people. Exactly. And it's hard to choose who to go with, which we're very lucky. And this is, by the way, definitely an employee. It's definitely an employee's market. So people can pick anywhere they want to work. But people who come to PragerU, the benefit is not just the financial gain, but it's the uh, it's the meaning and it's the well, community. Well, and the people you work with. The people you work with. The human being needs kindred spirits. Yeah. And you work at PragerU, you have 84 of them. Yeah. And you're not bowling alone when you're working with PragerU. You're not bowling alone. That's exactly right. So I'll ask you uh, a, a toughie. You, what do you think of leaving California? Oh, the hardest question. I, I said it was What toughie. are you doing to me? I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I knew, I knew okay. that would get her. You it know, is, by the way, I, I got to say, it's a very tough one. Okay. We, we live in a bad place. I, I hate to say this. I came to California. It was Freedomsville. It's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable what is happening here. It's really hard if you're a parent and you want to raise kids with good values. Um, you really have to pay a lot of, ten, of attention to what is going on at home. Um, it's really hard to grow a business here because it's really a hostile environment towards uh, people who run businesses. I can make a really solid argument to stay and I can make a really sol right. solid argument to leave. Um, I also believe that we are fighters. And my fear is that if we keep running away from everything we don't like, then who is going to stay and fight? They're just going to keep closing in on us. And... Um, I think that actually ties into a question that I was going to ask you, if I may. 
Mm. And uh, so my question is, I personally feel like many liberty-minded conservative individuals, and there are many of us, feel like there is an onslaught on us in the work environment, in schools. Uh, I know in the cases of some of my friends and the schools that they send their kids to, they're, they're, they're really looked at as a, as a minority that almost doesn't even matter. And so what is it about the conservative spirit that doesn't fight back? What, what, right. I, I, I want to give you an example. Question. There is a, 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 one of the one of my mother my, one of my friends who is a mother was telling me about, about a teacher in her school and the teacher was teaching all this left wing stuff and a lot of the parents were upset but the communication between the, the parents was oh she's always like that that's just how she is just ignore it and move on it's not worth your energy and my reaction was why do we keep doing that why do we keep keep letting them get away with it why is it not worth our energy to fight. Well, I have a few few answers off the cuff. One, m- most people are not fighters. As I always say, good people are divided into three groups, those who fight, those who help the fighters, and those who do nothing. Those who do nothing is the biggest group. It's a big problem in all of history. And I also tell people that those who help the fighters are just as important as the fighters. Not everybody has a fighting temperament or is in a position to, but everyone is in a position to help the fighters. And... The, that is as important as the fighting. The troops, if they don't get supplies, they can't fight. So this human nature is one, is one problem. Then there's the conservative issue. And to be honest, and I think you'll agree with this, the average conservative, and I mean thoughtful conservative, uh, they're, they're out, and including me, my greatest desire from society is to just leave me alone. I, I, will, I am responsible for my own happiness. Please just uh, allow me to live my life. The left is the opposite. We want to lead your life. We are better than you. We know better than you. We, we, that's why we don't want to grow government. We want to shrink it. The, we, I, am, I am so in sync with the founders of America, the only founders of any country in history that wanted small government because they wanted the in, individual to be big. Take care of yourself, your family, and your community. What is a more beautiful thing to do with your life than be taken care of? So... We don't fight in part because our nature is just my biggest urge. I don't want to, I don't want to tell the leftist how to live. I just don't want the leftist to tell me how to live. There's a big difference. They want to tell you how to live. I'm passionate about it, obviously, but because it's really deserving of passion. Those, I think, are the two biggest reasons. Plus, I mean, there are the specifics of... They will ruin your life. We won't ruin their lives. There's no conservative cancel culture. Here's the best example is an intra-family. How many adult children stopped talking to their parent because their parent voted for Barack Obama or Joe Biden? Zero is probably the answer. Maybe three and they're nuts. How many adult children stop talking to a parent because they voted for Donald Trump? It's in the millions, millions. That's evil. We are not like them. So uh, that's my answer in, in a nutshell. You probably didn't expect such passion. Well, I mean, I'm, I think we've had this conversation before because how do we reconcile that? How do we reconcile the fact that they will fight with no rules... Uh, they will do the most disruptive things. They will go after our kids. They will go after the education system, everything you described. And we won't do that. We won't stoop to that level. Well, not, and we don't think to do that. We don't want to do that. We, we, don't expect, uh, we don't expect schools to teach conservatism. We expect them to teach truth, mm-hmm. to, have, to have as little agenda as possible. This is how you spell... Hello. 
you sound out the word hell. <laughs> That's a bad choice. Uh, and add an O. Hell plus O is hello. <laughs> and, 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 well, what is the big deal? Now, of course, teaching any history involves some values on the part of the teacher. We understand. I taught at college. I, I, I had no agenda that I know of. Uh, I, I admit I taught Russian history, so I, 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 obviously it's less impactful than American history. But still, I felt it was my duty to give the, the, the knowledge over as interestingly and fairly as possible. I would bring into class people I differed with. It, it was a great thing to do that. So we, we have a different mindset. Leave us alone versus we will control you. They are truly opposite ends of, of the of this thought spectrum. It's so true that uh, you bring this up. People think that now that we're making kids content, we make the kids shows, the magazines, the books, they're all waiting for us to put in right-wing propaganda in there. Right. And they're looking at the content and they have nothing yes. to say because we're just teaching history and we're just, just teaching Half value. Half of our videos are, if you showed them to someone without saying it's from PragerU, say, well, is this conservative or, or left? And, and they would say, I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, like the latest with, with Erica Commissar. Or, 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 or the ones on happiness, or, you know, mine on the Ten Commandments, which is, of course, the great, our great story, right? At, at a U.S. Senate hearing, I am asked by a U.S. Senator. No, I'm not asked. The Google representative, why, why did you put Mr. Prager's video on the Ten Commandments on the restricted list? Because it mentions murder. And I remember, Marissa... I, there are moments in my life when I feel I have entered the twilight, twilight zone. zone. Yes, I'm actually humming the theme to myself. <laughs> Did he say what I just heard? Isn't that like one of the Ten Commandments? Do not murder. <laughs> so I actually said, you, you folks could see this on YouTube, my testimony, and the guy from Google. And, and I, so I said, Senator, I think uh, next time we're going to produce a Google-friendly Nine Commandments. We'll just drop. Thou shalt not murder. Then we can. Then we can stay well, up. Now you just said the mur the word murder twice. Hopefully oh, they're not going to censor God this fireside chat. Exactly. What, what, what is Facebook going to do with this? Yeah. So anyway, I think you asked a very important question. How uh, how do you get people to fight? I have another question, not for you, but that I ask. Certainly, you're free to, to respond, but how do you get, how do you talk people into getting out of the closet? I remember when gays were in the closet, and that was a tragedy. I, I, none of us defend that. So now conservatives are in the closet. Half this country is conservative, and most of them, their fellow workers, don't know it. Do you know, uh, I conduct orchestras, as you know, so the New York Times covered my conducting the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra at that Disney Concert Hall a few years ago. And so it became nationally known that I did that. Uh, and, you know, the scandal, as it were, a conservative conductor with a, uh, a left-wing city, Santa Monica, California. And I did it to unite people. I didn't say a word about politics. Anyway, so... Uh, I, I recall uh, doing that, and the, the anger <laughs> was amazing. So I got a letter. This really made an impact. I got a letter from a member, I won't say what orchestra, of one of the biggest orchestras in the country. I know what orchestras are big. I, I can say one instrument. She was a violist with this orchestra. And she said, I want you to know, dear Dennis, I just want you to know I, I play the viola for the XYZ orchestra. And I've been with it for 30 years. No one knows I'm a conservative. She's playing with an orchestra three decades. She's that afraid of coming out of the closet. But listen to this. I think you know this, right? What my my, uh, my experience with San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. So I went up to uh, San Jose, California, a few years ago to speak, 
And uh, I was when they found out about it, some members of the San Francisco Symphony, one of the leading orchestras of the country, said, oh, we, we follow you. We'd love to have dinner with you. So you have to understand, when members of, of orchestras want to have dinner with me, I'm like a kid being invited by his basketball hero. I know, it's terrible because they'll write in to us and I'll be like, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Prager is too busy. And somehow they get to you and you're like, yeah, no problem. Yes, exactly. If, if <laughs> that's how you cheat. You want to have dinner with me? Just be me. a member of a major orchestra. So, because I, lo- I, I like crazy about music. So anyway, sure enough, like six people, men and women, members of the orchestra, show up in Prager U t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> That's San Francisco. Yeah. We're not talking, the, you know, a conservative town's orchestra. Yes. So my first question was, do your fellow orchestra members know how you stand? And they said, they all know. Hmm. And that's the issue. You have to, you have to be prepared. Like, like the, the young woman who has been uh, on my radio show and I had sit in for me at 21 years of age. And uh, she said, after coming on my show the first time, she's a student at Harvard. She said, I went through two weeks of hell. You went on Dennis Prager's show no more in my life. And then she said, after two weeks, it's like she got out of jail. She breathed fresh air. That's what people need to know. It is hell when you come out of the closet. And then it is heaven. You sleep better, you, and you bring beautiful people into your life. I mean, I think the amazing thing now is that you may think that you're alone, but you're not. That's it. You are not alone. Half of this country is on your side. Don't forget that. That's right. They want you to think that you're alone. That's right. They want you to think that you're that only kid on campus, that you're the only mom who doesn't want critical race theory in that classroom. That's what they want you to think. It's a facade. It is not true. It is why PragerU's first book, Otto's Tales, was number one bestseller on Amazon. Of all books of published all kids in America. Books. No, not kids' books. Of all books. I looked it up. Right. It's the first day. Yeah. Yes. And then for three days, kids' books. Right. And so we're not alone. It's a facade. They make you think that you're alone, but you're the fear, you're you're fearing the boogie monster. That's what you're fearing. You're not alone. If you have well, half this country they, behind they, you. That's right. And they want us to fear. Correct. So that that's the thing to say to uh, to the people. You know, here's, here's a, if you were to tell Let's say a college kid, or even or, or an older person doesn't really matter, said so. Marissa Streit, what uh, video should we send to our cousin, who's on the left and thinks you're terrible? What would you recommend? I know I'm catching you off guard here, but I'm curious. Uh, I probably, just because I've been in that position before, I would probably say Dave Rubin's video, Why I Left the Left. I, th- I think um, the friendship that we have built with Dave Rubin is so incredible. I mean, he was part of the Young Turks. He was and is gay. Basic, and he's gay. And it's, it's really a video about um, the fact that the really the tolerant ones are the conservative ones. I mean, American values essentially are tolerant. The left's values are not as tolerant so i would i would start with that one why i left the left so my it's interesting uh, look you could almost start with any he's of also incredibly good looking and cute i'm just plugging that in there he is you're right my I mean, husband I, doesn't I, I, get jealous when i say it because he's gay yes that's that's some okay i'll, I'll leave that and move on <laughs> <laughs> your husband does your husband doesn't get jealous because he's good looking Okay, yes, that's right, too. <laughs> that the was best. the right answer. Noah, I'm your man. This is why you're an intellectual giant. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend a micro subject on happiness, on forgiveness. It, would, it so goes against what they expect from us. I want to shock them with how kind we are. So that's, that's I don't... I think mm-hmm. some would be affected by yours, some would be affected by mine, but that's what I would recommend. Don't, it, it, don't show them anything political. You have, you, know, you have a hundred to choose from that have nothing to do with politics. Uh, 
and, and you know give that a try. Yeah. Because it, 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 none of those groups, let's put it this way, no left-wing group is putting out the kindness videos that we are. I'd say there's another video that I really recommend, especially for, for parents, and that is on participation trophies. Because many parents agree that participation trophies are not good for kids. And uh, I'll tie this into a recent statistic that I haven't shared with you. Since we launched PragerU Kids, the viewership, the female viewership on PragerU has increased by 5% since last year. That's 3 million more female viewer views wow. on PragerU, wow. which is an amazing thing because this is something that I think, you know, conservatives, liberty-minded folks, pro-American folks have been really struggling with getting to suburban moms. But we're seeing that suburban moms are really drawn towards PragerU now because now all the mama bears are coming out. And that is, I think, very significant. Very significant. Well, this has been uh, terrific. And you know what is amazing? There's no question I could go another hour with you. I, but it, it, I couldn't have thought, I mean, really, you were Alan, uh, to, be, to be fair, on the 200th. We'll have Alan on the 250th. And, uh, you, you know, it's really, this is such a, a, a terrific trio. Yeah, it's our little triangle. And we really adore each other. I mean, in, as humans, aside from working on the same values, it, it's great to work at PragerU. The, the 85 there would probably all say that. That's why when people come and visit, they're, they're, it's, like a, it's like a booster shot, mm -hmm. to use the terminology of the day. It is. Against the, the, the real uh, problems of our society. Anyway, Marissa, I and Untold Numbers love you, thank you, and are lucky that we met. So you'll be back for, how about the 300th? God willing. God willing. So folks, I'm Dennis Prager, and this has been the wonderful 200th Fireside Chat. May we double and triple the number with the same enthusiasm as the first 200. This is a good example of something you might want to show somebody who has misgivings based on, on no good reason about PragerU. Say, so what do you think? Bad folks, huh? So I'm Dennis Prager. This has been Marissa Streit, our CEO, thanks to whom we are flourishing. I'll see you next week. Thank you for watching this video. To keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation.